It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Brian McTaggart, who covers the world champion Astros. Brian, I feel sad that I have never actually introduced you that way up until this point, <laughs> but you do cover the world champion Astros. And, uh, man, we're almost at spring training. We're less than a week away. How are you feeling? Oh, good. You know, it's uh, like it or not, it's here. I think we, we spoke before a few times about how quickly this, this off season went. But, um, man, it's it's coming up quick. But, uh, you know, it's been a, a pretty cold winter by Houston, by Texas standards. <laughs> so I'm kind of ready to get down there with that warm air. I love it. I love how your definition of cold is my definition of <laughs> yeah, totally different yes, than you, of sure. summer. Um, okay, Brian, one thing before we get to the news, I've been asking everybody this, so I'm going to ask you. For a first-time fan, someone who's coming out to spring training for their very first time, what recommendation would you give them? Is there a great place to get an autograph, the best spot to watch a game? What do you think? Well, you know, the Astros, just a, it's the second year. It's going to be their second year in the stadium at, at West Palm Beach. And um, it, I, I think a great place to watch the game is uh, out on the – they have a berm in the outfield. And uh, it's, it's always warm and sunny down there from day one because we're so far south. So uh, if you're coming down and you've been cooped up all winter and you, you want to work on that, that tan, I mean, go right there to that, uh, that hill. And, I mean, you can, within a game or two, I think you can have yourself a nice tan. It's a <laughs> great place to watch the game, I believe, and there's always a breeze blowing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I would be if I wasn't in the press box. Man, you sold me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check that yeah, out sometime. Down. That's right. Come on down. You invited me. Greg Johns invited me. I'm just going to be bopping all over the place. Um, All right, listen. This is the first spring for Justin Verlander with the Houston Astros. It's pretty exciting to think about this guy being there. He's a veteran presence. He's a role model. The young guys can pick his brain. He's just going to be, I think, a breath of fresh air for them. And I I just think that's really cool. What are you expecting from this veteran guy? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, everyone knows the impact Verlander – had on the Astros last year, but, um, you know, he only pitched a month in the regular season and then a month in the playoffs. I mean, he, uh, you know, in very, in some ways is still getting on the getting to know you phase, but I think with some of his teammates. So yeah, they're going to have him at spring training from day one. He's going to be a, a huge influence on, on some of the younger power right-handed pitchers. That includes Lance McCullers Jr. That includes Garrett Cole, who they traded for mm-hmm. um, guys that can watch him go about his business every day for six weeks and see how he does things, see how he gets ramped up for the season. Um, he's got an MVP, a Cy Young. He's won the World Series. He, he's done it all. He's got you know he's building on a Hall of Fame resume. So to have him in the spring, I think it's just going to be invaluable. And even for some of the young guys, you know, Forrest Whitley, their top pitching prospect, won't be in Major League camp, but he'll be in Minor League camp, and I, I can bet you that the Astros are going to get Whitley together with Verlander and even a lot of their other young pitchers and you know maybe bring Verlander over to minor league camp one day and talk to them or, or whatever it is but as far as the guys that are in big league camp to watch him go about his business and his, his preparation uh, will be uh, just invaluable because he does it you know unlike anybody else yeah but, um, 
It's so cool. To that. It's so cool. And Brian, you and I are obviously geeking out over Verlander being there, but is there someone else that you've, you're going to have your eyes on, another player or two that, that's a must-see, must-watch in spring training? Well, Garrett Cole, obviously, to see what he can do um, in this environment. He's coming in. He's not the guy. He's not the open, He's not going to be the opening day starter. He's not the ace. He's just going to be another guy in that rotation. And he's going to be a guy that they're going to throw in with Brett Strom. He's done a great job resuscitating some careers, and, and like like Colin McHugh and you know Will Harris, and you know look what Charlie Morton did last year, Brad Peacock. So uh, not that Cole's career needs necessitating, but there's another gear that he still hasn't hit. The Astros think he can hit it, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch him. Um, and then just getting the band back together, you know, <laughs> seeing Correa back with Bregman and, and Altuve, and you know we spent all winter seeing them on the uh, signing autographs, on the circuits, on talk shows. It'll be fun to see them on the field again. I'm glad you mentioned Garrett Cole, Brian, because I was thinking about, you know, what this offseason has been like, and I feel lucky that you and I have had the chance to kind of go through it together and see what the team, it was quiet at first, of course, it should be quiet after you win the World Series, and then they made a bit of a splash with Garrett Cole, they got Joe Smith, and I'm just kind of wondering what you think their vision for the spring is going to be now that they feel like they've got all the pieces and then some in place. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they're they're a loaded team. There's there's no doubt. And I mean they didn't they didn't have to go out and get Gary. They didn't have to go out and get Gary Cole, but they did. You know they uh, they already had a good rotation. I mean they had added Verlander a year ago, but being able to now have Cole, you got three guys on this Astros rotation now who who started on opening day. I mean you know who else can say that? Keuchel started on opening day last year. Cole starting at opening day, and of course uh, Verlander started opening day for the Tigers. So, um, it, you know, I thought when they got Verlander that, that they kind of crossed off their starting pitching need because they have a lot of depth in starting pitching already, and then they turn around and get Cole. So, kind of, uh, I think Dallas Keuchel had the best quarter of the offseason. He's like, we're a great team. We want to be legendary, and that means winning, you know, a couple of these uh, World Series in a row, and, and Cole's going to help them do that. I love it, Brian. I love it. All right, a couple more things we've got to get to. This is probably the more pressing matter of the podcast. Now, there was a job posting, Brian, for the Astros to be a one handler for mascot Orbit. And uh, Chris Archer of the Rays put in his application, but it wasn't quite uh, up to snuff, I guess you could say. Is that right? Yeah, you know, Orbit and Chris Archer have had a thing now going for, for quite a while, a couple of seasons. So uh, Orbit, uh, Chris Archer applied to uh, be the handler. Orbit was not having any uh, part of it. They, they sort of played it out in, uh, in public on Twitter a little bit. But I'll tell you what, Orbit does a great job, but being a mascot down in West Palm Beach, uh, he doesn't smell so well at the end of the day. So I, I'm not so sure I'd want to I'd want to be the one who handles Orbit's costume because uh, you're going to have to be taking that thing to the cleaner every other day. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Archer has better things to do as well. But I, I can get I can get his thought that hey, if I help Orbit, I can get him off my case. I won't be the butt of his jokes anymore. But I don't think that's going to happen. I like it. I can attest to the smelling part. I was unfortunately a mascot <laughs> when I worked in minor league baseball, so uh, oh. I have a little PTS when I smell um, a little body odor and a little Febreze, <laughs> uh, which is what most mascots smell like, unfortunately. Yeah. But I right. really, I thought that was really fun, and I, I can only imagine the antics that will be going on this year. Uh, Chris Archer, you better watch yourself, man. That's all I got to say. Also, Brian, these dope gold unis that you tweeted out a photo of just today. It's Wednesday. We're talking. Tell me about these uniforms. 
Yeah, well, of course, the Astros winning the World Series, you know, the, the victors go the spoils. Well, the first two home games of the year, they are going to be wearing uniforms that have uh, that have gold numbers on the back. The Astro or yeah, Astros on the front will be in gold. The uh, Caps will have a gold logo. Now, they're only going to do this the first two games of the year. Uh, the first game of the year, they're unveiling their World Series banner. And the second game, they're handing out the ring. So they're going to do it in uh, dress to the nines with the uh, – with the uh, World Series logo on them as well. So um, it's going to be really cool. We saw them up close. And, yeah, tweeted out some pictures. So if you're, you're hearing this and haven't seen them, check out my Twitter. <laughs> There's a couple of pictures on there. They look really, really sharp. And, uh, man, it's just going to be a, uh, that home opener for the Astros. Is just uh, That's going to be a, a, a must event, I think, for anybody in Houston. It's going to be a tough ticket. And the Astros are going to be dressed up in those sweet unis. Oh, man, I can't wait. Those are those are so sick. I love those. And lastly, Brian, March 12th, it is announced that the Astros will visit the White House. All championship teams get the chance to do that. So pretty cool question. Are you going to be there? Yeah, as far as I know, I, I will be there at the, uh, the White House. We're doing it on, on March 12th. Um, the Astros are actually going to fly up and back on the same day on our off day wow. spring training. So it's going to be on one of their off days. They're going to go up there in the morning, um, tour the white house, meet with the, the president, do that, that whole thing, come back that night. So it's going to be a quick trip. And, but you know, they don't play the Washington nationals this year. They don't play the, uh, Baltimore Orioles, which is close to DC. Of course, they don't play them until the, the final series of the season. Of course, they'll mm-hmm. be on the bigger and better things by then. So they're going to try to squeeze it in during spring training. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be there and uh, my be my first trip to the White House and uh, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully not your last, Brian. Hopefully not your last. Not my last. I will not be running for office, though, as much as I would like <laughs> to uh, get get mixed up in politics. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay out of it, but who knows? I, I could be back. I think you're a pretty great, great reporter, so I, I think it, it'll be okay if you stuck to that. Yeah, let's, let's probably, I need to stick to my strengths for sure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Your strengths are writing. And if you go to Astros.com, you can read of all Brian's incredible stories there and get your spring training fix because we are right there. The next time Brian and I talk, we will be hearing bats cracking and cleats clonking on the sidewalk. And I can't wait for that, Brian. So thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, talk to you from Florida next time. All right. With Brian McTaggart, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.